Hey, welcome back to Prop Talk. I'm here with Mikey Trudell, as normal. Hey. Hey, uh, we talked last time about doing uh, lyrics uh, for the intro music. I don't know why I'm obsessed with that, but anyway, anybody out there who has some lyrics that you think we should do, let you know, send them to us and maybe we'll give it a whirl. Well, you got some time on your hands. Now. Yeah, I yeah, got <laughs> time on my hands, yes. Welcome here to day 30,000 of the strike. Um, <laughs> But today, uh, we are continuing our regional property master series. But in the studio. But in the studio. In I know, the that's studio. the thing. It's very exciting, you know, because, you know, we're, we're going to our furthest location, which is Canada, Toronto, Canada. Um, and today with us, we have Mary Arthurs. Um, Hello. And she's here in studio. Yeah, it's I know. just crazy. She transported. Yes, I, I flew in, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I I like doing, I mean, I mean the technology's pretty good to have, you know, we have a monitor so we could get people in from um, remotely, but there's nothing like having somebody here in the studio, so thank you for making the time and coming in. It's ex- very exciting. Um, and I also have to throw this out there, too, because you might not know it, or you may know it. I just found out about it today, as a matter of fact, but you're also known on Instagram as Mary Proppins. That's correct. Did you know that, Mikey? Yeah, That's I love pretty, that. <laughs> I love that, Mary Proppins. That's very cool. Well, a um, on my very first feature, mm-hmm. uh, a grip um, who is rather cute um, nice. took a piece of pink uh, camera tape and put it on my down my arm, and he wrote with a sharpie, of course, Mary Proppins down my arm, and uh, and that's basically for twenty eight years. That's wow. what I've been known as for twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Wow. Yeah, I like that. Did you ever like? you know, make any logos or anything? Or no. Did you ever lean into well, it? Sort of a little bit, but not, I, I should more. You should. I, I do have a Just, necla- necklace that was oh. made. And uh, yes. yeah, you know, so. I love that. Excellent. So tell me, tell us, um, you know, how, you, what's your origin story, Mary? How did you get involved in all this? Lord. Uh, uh, right. It's been, you know, what's, how many years now? It's been 28 years of actually being a property master. Out of Canada. Out of Canada. And that's brilliant. Go for it. Um, and, uh, well, uh, basically, I um, was going to be a lawyer. Um, oh. I got straight A's all through school right. and was very good. Um, and, uh, and in my last year of university at the University of Toronto, I did an English and history specialist degree with a minor in semiotics. Um, and... But in my final semester of my final year, my parents got divorced, my grandmother died, and I had a lot, a big workload. Um, So I didn't, even though I graduated with distinction and and did very well in school, I only got like 75% on the LSAT. And that was sort of the first time I sort of failed at something. Uh And it was like, what am I going to do? And so I sort of drifted around a little bit. And um, I was playing badminton with a group of older ladies. And one of them said, well, my husband, build sets for our local theater Hmm. and so you know here's the number and basically that phone call changed my life um and uh i started in theater in community theater and the only job was props left on the roster and um it was a little um play called cheaters so the person who resets the props has to go on stage as a cleaning lady and um so it was fantastic it was yeah and and then I sort of got into a little bit of extra work and modeling and figured out what goes on 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 set by observing you know sitting Mm -hmm. there 
eating my one apple and peanut butter sandwich and, and freezing in a stupid dress. And, um, and then I just, uh, and I continued to do sort of theater and mm -hmm. whatnot. And then I got a call from a production manager who said, um, you know, do you want to be a property master on a movie of the week for CBS? Right. How, how did, how did this, uh, this guy gets your information. Like, how did it relate from theater stuff? I think I'm, I, th I became a permit of both. Um, well, there are two unions in Toronto, NABET and IATSE. Right. And right. so I became a permit of both of those. Um, and he, um, and he, I saw my name on the list and, uh, and just basically brought me in and said, you know, do you want to do it? And I said, mm. sure. Um, and it was on the understanding that, um, there was a established property master who was finishing something. And so I basically started it and started prepping it. And then he came on um, and I then became sort of, I think I'm listed on the crew list as the property buyer. Right. Um, and, but I sort of stayed with him and learned a huge amount from him um, for that particular show. And Kirstie Alley was in it and Gil Bellows. And, right. and it was just, so were you put on this roster then under props just from that little experience from doing it? And they're like, oh, well, that, that person's a prop person. Let's bring them up. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, Michael, but it seems to be a trend. I know. That's that, that people are defaulting into doing props. <laughs> like It was the you job know, that it, was it's left. Like the, yeah, but yeah. it's interesting because the, because the cream rises to the top, of it, I guess, because you know either you don't have the aptitude for it and go away or you do it, but... Uh, I just find that interesting that we, we find that a lot. Yeah. That and people find props by default. Yeah. And it was also, uh, this was like a, a movie of the week uh, set right. in like 1953 or something. Uh -huh. And so it was a p historical it's thing. Period. Um, nice. And I, I guess sort of all through my childhood and, and mm. high school years and university years, I mean, my parents did take me to Europe and I did live in England for mm -hmm. a while and stuff. So I was always, and I was sort of surrounded by antiques. So I was always into all of that and, nice. and the importance of objects. Right. Um, well, that's interesting. And then I sort of had to, I was an only child and, you know, my parents were rocky, rocky marriage and things. Right. So I ended up being the person who did the gardening and the shopping right. and the, and the grocery and the, mm -hmm. the cooking and tiling and right. so you, you know you, so you i jack sort of, of all trades i was sort blood. of martha stewarty you <laughs> right. know and uh and and so i sort of learned right. stuff yes you know um that wasn't anything to do with going to school interesting um, so but were you do you think that you were always a creative person yeah i think so Coming but up? more with objects and right. more with like sort of visual like i can't draw yeah yeah for you. you know forget it um but uh but i've always had this sort of feeling for mm -hmm. beauty and right. and you know collaboration and creativity yeah. and and I was really lucky and the people I worked with early on in theater had had careers in you know at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation and um, and all of that sort of thing so I learned a lot from them how to how to do faux painting on sets and right. how to set design and yeah, all that's that, fun. You know, so yeah, it's good. It all that helps. Yeah, I, the that. people that I encountered were stellar people, right? Um, who passed on their their knowledge to me. Um, so uh, yeah. So uh, early on in your career, I mean, 
uh, you didn't start in the union, right? And, uh, Correct. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so you got to learn a lot of different things and um, skills, I guess, besides just traditional props, like you said, like scenic work and stuff like that as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it was it was a time in the '90s when uh, Toronto was getting very busy. Mm. So um, I did sort of go back and assist. So, like I, uh, like after that first show i basically did my first feature all by myself as a property master with an assistant Mm -hmm. and it was a non-union low budget sure thing called specimen that mark paul gosler (laughs) anyway it was just it was quite you know school uh, uh, (laughs) um but it was it was fun and it was like you know it and and it was just really another learning curve right. and, and, and I'll, and, you know, I got to learn about you know, doing petty cash and, you know, all of that right. type of budgeting and all yes. of that sort of thing that okay. I had to do. So yeah. yeah. On the job training. Absolutely. Was it like, did you, did you kind of know after these first couple like features when you were kind of thrown into it that this is something you want to see and do long term? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you were sold. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there's magical moments that happen on set. Yes. And yes. in that first thing, one of the things was it was like summertime and it was, you know, magic hour into the evening and the, the pavement was hot. Mm. And um, I was basically sitting under the camera throwing a ball back and forth to an actor. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it was just one of those like, beautiful yes. sort of moments yes. um and yeah and so the you know i can just sort of look back on all of those little things that that just got me hooked basically yeah. i mean yeah. and it's true i mean and it's so hard to explain to anybody who hasn't done it or hasn't ex- experienced it but there is this connection there is this camaraderie when we're filming and when you're on set i mean because it is such a collaborative effort that i mean i've never experienced it in anything before or after and, Absolutely, and and it is. It's addictive. Yep. Even the the. I mean, the earlier ones. I think. I kind of. I don't miss like not knowing how to negotiate and having certain resources, but I do miss like a lot of the newer arts of like figuring it out. Yeah. And being the the one man team to like do a lot of that stuff and like find solutions on your own yes. and like I don't know just to like work out the problems that. You, we, not to say we don't have them. We, they, they've gotten bigger. That, right, that's for right. sure. But I don't know. Those early shows, I think, it's just you're crafting yourself. In sure. <laughs> and, and again, the, the fun of it for me is, is that everybody's doing it. You know, we're all in it together. And, and I'm sure for you, like it was for me in those, you know, the golden age of non-union where it's like, you know, everybody did whatever it took to get to get the job done there you know wasn't so much classification as there now is with the union especially in los angeles um but you know you just did whatever it took i mean i remember my first job in as in a on a feature i was a production assistant and we were shooting this movie with tom holson ray liotta in pittsburgh oh and, really yeah it was called uh, i can't remember it now um <laughs> but anyway tom holson plays um a uh um he has uh, uh, issues, um, mental issues, and uh, he's dis- disabled. And his brother and him worked together. And uh, it was, oh my God, what, Dominic and Eugene, sorry. <laughs> it just finally came to me. But anyway, there's, a, and he plays a garbage man. And we're in the hills of Pittsburgh, and it's summer, and it's hot. And we're doing a scene where he goes to pick up his garbage, 
and there's a above ground pool there and there's this dolphin inflatable dolphin in the pool that was kind of like floating around and tom hulse decides to deliver a line to the dolphin (laughs) and the director was like oh it'd be great if the dolphin's like looking at him when he's making that (laughs) when he delivers a line like how are we going to do that bubble and i'm like i'll get in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so i got jumped in the pool yeah and i was like underwater turning the dolphin yeah to the to his line and it was great because it was super hot out anyway so i yeah. got to go in the water but it was that moment like you had yeah where it's like this is super cool yeah. yeah you know because you're like saving the day too you know and it's just i don't know yeah you jump in anywhere you you yeah you where needed. you need yeah, exactly yeah and you didn't sort of know like but it was sort of it seemed to be a more I don't know, innocent time. I don't yep. know if you would say that, but it was like things weren't as fast and furious as, and everybody was sort of on the same page. Right. Um, as far as the, like the pace goes and, yes. and all of that. So not that, that our quality of, of propping was any different. It was just the expectations were different. Yeah. Well, everything in our world has become faster than it was when we were younger. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. But, yeah. uh, it's true. It was a different animal than it is now. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what happened after these couple movies? Do you just keep rolling into Prod Master one after another? Did it just become regular after that? It, it did to a certain extent. I did go back and assist um, property masters on things like... Um, a woman called Jill Bedford, we did Peter Benchley's Amazon mm. um, for one season and they thought it was going to go for five. And so they built the Amazon rainforest wow. in a warehouse in Toronto with a waterfall and a river and amazing tribes and everything. Um, so she, it was just sort of like, I would just take any job that sort of yep. came up. Um, and I learned a ton from her and, and I was on set. I was her on set assistant and, and we did that. And then we, um, moved on to doing like another uh, sort of movie of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was sort of like wanting to get out of the business. And then I sort of rolled into, um, I, I think I assisted one person on one thing and I learned a lot of what not to do. Mm-hmm. And then I learned, and then I assist and, you know, so, and then, and then it was just like, no, you do, you become the property master. Right. Um, and people just started calling me for things. Um, and, and I sort of realized, okay, I've got to, you know, get a truck, get like the truck situation going and, you know, just that a whole evolving thing into, you know, what do we need for this particular show? It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So, um, yeah. And so then I just like, aside from like doing some buying on Haven or doing an onset dresser position on an IATSE film mm-hmm. called Dick, uh, right. the comedy about Richard Nixon nice. and the Watergate scandal. Um, and that was, it was like, I was still a permit of both unions and the, the lead um, dresser was like, just go sit in that room and we'll just, cause the, the decorator really wants you. Um, and we'll just make it happen. So, I did one onset dressing for a big Hollywood movie with, right. you know, Michelle Williams and, and, uh, Kirsten Dunst, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that again was like fed in fed, like, I don't want to do onset dressing, right. <laughs> you know, hauling the fake, um, uh, lamp standard down the, down the, the road. No, thanks. Right. You know, sort of thing. But again, learn, 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 sure. you know, so yeah. So was it yeah. mostly features in the, in your early career, or was it 
a mixture? Or? Um, it was a mixture of, uh, it was a, actually a pretty good mixture of more sort of low budget. So eventually both unions were like, well, we've got to offer her membership. Right. When you um, say both unions, you mean IATSE and NABIT? And NABIT, yeah. And, and NABIT has been taken over or they mel- or not in nope, Canada? Not right? in Canada. Oh, I uh, see. Not so in Toronto some... anyway. Okay. They're still going strong. Right. Um, it, what used to be in Toronto that IATSE got all the big features that mm-hmm. came in and NABIT did a lot of television and right. did a lot of Canadian television. So there was a sort of a point at which IATSE was sort of trying to crush NABIT, um, mm-hmm. not to mm-hmm. get too political about sure. it. But, uh, um, and so they were both sort of like trying to find people. And it was interesting because I decided to go with NABET first mm-hmm. as a member um, because they sent me a, IATSE sent me a letter that was ingram- grammatically incorrect. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and your and, lawyer. And yeah. rather, yeah. <laughs> and it was rather sort of weird. Um, and I had been doing NABET shows anyway, right. um, just as a permit, but like keying them. And so the next show that I was being offered or the show I was on or whatever was a NABET show. So I thought, I'm just going to go with these people who, you right. know, are, yeah. So how about today? I mean, it's, so they're still both. There are still both. Um, 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 however, you cannot be a member of both. I see. So then, oh. uh, then I did a bunch of NABET shows and I was a NABET member mm-hmm. and then, at the end of Flashpoint, um, IATSE came calling. And this year, what year was this? Uh, this was, uh-huh, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. I got you, I tagged you. Oh, no. Um, 2011, maybe? It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they came calling and they yeah, 2011, basically yeah. ha- headhunted me to a certain, like the president and the business agent came to uh, down from like the north part of Toronto and came down mm-hmm. to where we were shooting Flashpoint and and took me to coffee and offered me three shows that nice. I could props master. Damn. So because it was that busy, so I was like, I knew the production manager on one of the shows, and I was like, yeah, I'll go. I'll sure. I'll, I'll jump over. And um, so yeah. So how, so is, do you think it's kind of, is it uh, an even distribution of Nabit and IATSE shows uh, in Toronto? Do you think or. Um, I haven't really then been paying attention to the NABIT right. things. I would say not even. Right. Um, I think IATSE is more dominating in, in Toronto now with the number of shows that they have. Right. And because IATSE over the, over the past few years has been coming into TV because they would never do TV. Right. Right. They would leave that to NABIT because it was sort of, you know. But now episodics are higher budget than a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so they're grabbing... All of that. Right. And also the producers who traditionally did the television things, they're making deals with right. IATSE more than they are with NABAT. But but it, there's still NABAT shows are going. They, do they cover all of Canada? Is that, or is it just that area? NABAT? Yeah. They, it's just in Toronto. Just in Toronto. Yeah, there used to be in Vancouver as well, but... Mm. It's IATSE's mostly sort right. of taken over. Yeah, and they, so they just don't want to let go, essentially, at this yeah. point. Like, yeah. it sounds like, I mean, it doesn't sound like they're super needed <laughs> if IATSE's already starting to take over. Everything. Well, but they have great members, though. Right, right. You know, say. and there's amazing people. Yeah. Like, And Murdoch Mysteries is on, like, season 13 or something right. like that, and they've had the same property master. Right. So, so there's a know. whole body of... 
workers who are in Navit that you don't yep. interact with or work with, Correct. right? Yeah. Do you know then people like on a personal level that? Sort of, yeah, right. but but then there are a lot of people who who used to be NABED who's who have come over from IA. Right. So it's sort of like I ran into a makeup artist, and we actually you know started to specimen together like way back, and mm-hmm. I and I was like, and we had just interviewed. She was just going in to interview for a movie that I just was coming out of, and and um, I said, well it's sort of like they want to go Nabet style, <laughs> you know, nice. like running gun and small crew and, you know, it's a low budget thing, but it's IATSE. Right. So, um, yeah. Is there a lot of competition too between? political to say. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it might be a very touchy situation, but. But, yeah. That's interesting. What's yeah. the local out there? What's the IA local? 873. 873? Yeah. And what's the process, I guess, what's the process of getting in both? Is it as simple as an application process or is well, it? You can be a permit of both of them, but you can't be a member of both. So you apply and I spend, see. you know, and spend your money and. So to yeah. get into each of them, though, like independently i guess is just you submit an application yes. and then they kind of see what you yeah and you get your hours as a permit right and then you can apply for full-on membership and you know and, or vetted Na- and all that Nab- it was there first mm, no I, mm, I don't know the history of yeah, that i was wondering but, what the yeah. history of the film industry in yeah. toronto is and then there was a whole um there was a whole you didn't you didn't i, I didn't do I should have research re- i should have researched so that <laughs> but um i mean and then there was the cbc the canadian broadcasting Corporation, right. which was its own thing um and it had an amazing prop house oh, like a prop floor like two floors down the in CBC the base. Did. Yes. Oh, brilliant. And they had the most amazing, like they had a drapery department and a oh. set deck department and a property department and you used to go in and they only were like nine to five and right. and there was one lady who ran it and yeah. you had to be on her good side. Yes. But they had like iconic stuff from like my childhood right. and, you know, watching all the CBC stuff and um, and then, and and basically you went down like to the like down to the second floor basement and there was like a fourth floor basement right below beneath this mega huge building in mm-hmm. the middle of toronto and um it was just a really lovely place and is it still there is no because they restructured and and they did a lot of sort of outsourcing mm-hmm. um of productions that were actually there right. and so they didn't need the the pro- the stuff sure you know are there so, a lot of prop houses in Toronto now? Um, there are more than there were when I started. Okay. Um, they are more organized than they were when I started. <laughs> um, there are some that, that have, you know, been going uh, and moving locations and sure. cleaning things and getting more organized. And it's always really great. But I was at ISS this morning and, and it's just so lovely to see how militarily organized they yeah, are. It's incredible. Um, and uh, But the Toronto places are like they're great like they have great resources sure. and it's just not all in one it's not sort of a one-stop shop yeah right. it um, also helps that you're not to say iss but any of the prop houses right now you're seeing it during like the end of a strike to where everybody's just been fine-tuning everything right. like yeah. all the prop houses right now are immaculate yeah, <laughs> no, it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, there are um, there's lockup and there's mojo and there's uh, hand what well, what used to be hand prop, but I can never remember what they're called now. But uh, um, and prop uh, design props and and so it was sort of like oh wow we were able to um, in Toronto if you want to you have a lot of 
different sources. Yeah. Right. Um, and and you have your sort of secret people sure. and secret collections of things. And, right. and there's Jackie who has a great amount of antique things mm-hmm. and she just moved into a better location. Thank goodness. Um, and uh, so it's sort of like you don't have the luxury of going to one place, one place and getting everything. Shopping. You have a lot of great um, manufacturing houses up Absolutely. there too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. Walter Klassen's and Laird's mm-hmm. and uh, um, Jason L. He's like amazing right. at backbone engineering. and But the, each of them has their strengths. Sure. Um, so I would go to Jason for like amazing sort of mechanical things that light up with like lasers and and leds and and things like that metal things but i would go to you know um uh walter for uh, like more sort of sci-fi like they can do anything as well but you know it's sort of like each place and it depends on how busy they are Mm mm-hmm and if they're really super busy, then you sort of have to go somewhere else. And But then there's this sort of guy who's a bit north of Toronto who does amazing. He does like prototypes for like massive companies, and mm. but he also does builds, you right. know. So it's like builds, builds, builds right. here, there, and everywhere. And you just sort of, if there are multiple builds on a show, you sort of have to spread the work out. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, and just, and take the strength um, right. uh, of each of the companies. I mean, we kind of got to do that here too, sure. uh, depending Absolutely. on the show. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, even so, it's like ISS. I mean, I don't know now with, Now that SAT has kind of moved to their own building, it might be a huge difference, but it's like, even then, like you'd want to get something done out of Point, and they'd be so flooded because it'd be so busy that it's just... I mean, and I think that's why they started a new building. But Absolutely. They spread it out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, especially when things were really busy. I know. When the floodgates open again, it's probably going to be the same. Let's thing. hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. I, and speaking of that, how, how has the strike been affecting Toronto? Um, well, I uh, was on a Netflix show, um, and luckily we had all eight scripts uh, written. Uh, so we, when the writers went out, we did not um, right. go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just when the actors right. uh, we couldn't film them. So um, uh, yeah, it's been like two months now for me, I guess. Oh. So Whenever how many episodes actors, in were you before they shut down? We for had SAG? we have one more sort oh, of like gosh. month ish because okay. we did it in blocks right so we were, we had just started the last block so right. we've got about like three and a half weeks to shoot and and wow. it was funny because there was a particular scene that was in the first block that they decided well we're gonna leave that because we started in the winter yeah so we're gonna <laughs> leave case, yeah. we're gonna leave that until summer in yep. block four yep of course and so it's like now we're not doing that yeah. <laughs> and it involves running through the woods at night and water and right. you know all this sort of stunts and all this sort of stuff so it's like okay well how are they gonna rewrite that what's um, the show it's called the madness it's the Mad- for netflix mm. it's a limited oh, cool. series um starring coleman domingo and uh and um yeah so i'm not so we basically i did all the returns uh like to charlie taylor at movie armaments group who's the most amazing armor in toronto um and um and and any other rentals but i've but they just wanted to basically shut the trucks up and wait yep Um, yeah yeah um yeah so 
that's like for me. And there were several shows that are now on hold. Right. Um, but there are a few shows that uh, got um, the interim agreement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're prepping and shooting. There's a show that was that started prepping and they were like, well, we can prep until we can't right. until yep. we're going to shoot and then see. Yep. Um, and, uh, but lots of people are in the same boat. Sure. Uh, but know. there's no picket lines or anything out there. No, there was um, a couple of days of, and it wasn't really well sort of broadcasted, but you know, there were some support um, picket lines sure. outside of, um, like the Apple headquarters, uh, you know, on wherever on Bloor Street. Um, but it wasn't really. It, so, there's nothing really. So SAG and the the WGA they are in they do represent in Toronto well, in Canada. There's the WG um, the Writers Guild of Canada. I see. Right. Um, yeah. But, Writers Guild of America. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Um, and and. There's ACTRA, which is the actors. Right. Um, and uh, so, but all of, like a lot of the shows in Toronto are, have American actors and American writers. I see. Right. So. But yeah. I wonder if there are different contracts or so probably different contracts. Maybe, but I know, I know all the, act, I mean, most of the actors here is like the, all, all the actors, even in like England and stuff, like those are all SAG actors. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's why they're kind of shut down too. Right. They, they're feel, everybody's feeling the effect yeah. now. Yeah. I have really great friends in Prague in production because I went there with 12 Monkeys and it was oh, a cool. fantastic nice. experience. And, um, and so, yeah, I called my friend Brooke, who's, who's, an, um, works in production mm-hmm. and she was like, yep, we're shutting down wow. and things, but then her show actually got the um, interim agreement right. signed. It's a, a, it's interview with a vampire. Yeah, I so. saw that the other day. That's a long list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a very long. Yeah, list. it's amazing. Yeah, so uh, so they're back up and running now. So you know, so but it's like that all over the place, right? Um, because of the reach of Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> do you do? Is there a lot of commercial work? In there is, yes, Toronto? absolutely. But it's sort of. Um, I did one summer of commercials, sort mm-hmm. of like I'd say a quarter of the way through my twenty eight years now, and it's. Um, it was because there, it was sort of slower in scripted uh, mm-hmm. things. And um, so you sort of, you I was able to work with an amazing art director and, and we just sort of did a, a few things. Um, and But then it was like the scripted stuff came back for me. So you're sort of either sure. doing commercials or you're doing right. scripted. And is, are commercials covered under both? No, they're non-union. Or they're all non-union. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So... Oh. so have you ever done a film in the States? No. But no. abroad? But abroad, yes. So where, where have um, you gone abroad? Well, I got to go um, with uh, Blindness, uh, Fernando Morales' uh, film Blindness, mm-hmm. uh, starring um, Mark Ruffalo and Julianne Moore and Danny oh, Glover cool. and Elise Braga and and like the Tom Cruise of uh, Japan. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it was a, it was a Canadian-Japanese film Brazilian Uruguayan co-production. Wow! Holy crap! Um, a lot of translators. And it was the most seamless show. Mm. Like you would think, oh my god, that's going to be chaos. But our producers, um, Niv uh, Fitchman, and um, uh, it, it was just the atmosphere that was presented with Fernando and his DP Cesar, who's lovely, 
and Neve, and he would, they were all cohesive. Yes. So we shot um, uh, quite a bit of the movie because it takes place in a, in a facility. Mm. And so we went to an abandoned prison outside of Toronto, and everybody stayed in hotels. And, and we did the heavy, you know, um, psychologically heavy stuff. And then we, I was able to luckily take my assistant That's who good. spoke Portuguese. Oh. Um, and, uh, and we went to, we started in Uruguay in Montevideo. Um, and then we moved to, uh, Fernando has a compound in Sao Paulo that's his own, uh, production right. company. Um, and, uh, we moved up to Sao Paulo to, to film. And, um, yeah, it was like, it was the most wonderful experience. It makes all the difference in the world. Yep. It's amazing. The, the shows that <laughs> seem like they could be the most, the biggest headaches yep. and because they're produced so well and they put a great team together they they come together so beautifully yeah it's and the actors are so amazingly professional right. and uh gail garcia Bernal was in it and it was just in it, yeah it was just everybody was on mm. on it and we had like one day player when we were still in canada who sort of tried to tell fernando like what he wanted to do and all that sort of thing and we all sort of looked at each other and went okay <laughs> this, <laughs> is, gonna, not this well. is not gonna end well <laughs> um and but you know he was fernando's like in, incredibly polite and lovely and and he um and he was just like dealt with the guy and we just moved on and and yeah. was this a feature or a feature yeah okay. um um, blindness. Yeah. Yes. So when you do a feature, do you work the set or do you? Um, I, it depends. Obviously early on, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. sure. You know, um, but uh, because the teams have gotten so much bigger, um, uh, on s sort of like a recent feature, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, oh. To directed by Andre Ovidal, yeah. who's fantastic. Um, he, it was, I had two assistants on the floor and I was, did I have a buyer on that? I must have had a buyer for a bit of it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but I, it, I tended to um, uh, just sort of get them going mm -hmm. because we had done um, TV and they like being in charge on right, set. Sure. Um, and so uh, without me sort of hovering, right. you know, <laughs> and, um, and so I did, and that was, that was busy enough that I sort of just, it's like, okay, I'll get it, go away and continue prepping and then right. I'll check in. I always start my day regardless right. on, on set with the team and just making sure everybody's not cool, you know? And, and as far as yeah. you know, is the system the same as in the States? It is. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. And every property master has their own way of doing right. things. I know there are some who love being on set 100%. and want to, and you know, they rely on their buyer right. a lot and they just want to be in there. Right. That's um, similar you know, here, yeah. I think t with features, maybe here. very much. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, yeah. there, you know, I think Guillaume is somebody who, you know, is at, at the camera at all times. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I always find that I want to be, mm -hmm. but I'm also very concerned about making sure that they're getting everything they need. Yeah, well, I, you know, and and yeah. I have a hard time turning that over to my shop. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because I also find sometimes, you know, if you're if you're really connected with the director and you really know what's in their head right. as much as you can, um, and it's it's really sort of like clicking then, you know, they just have to say sort of one thing and you're like, oh, yes, right. I right. get what that is. And sometimes 
like, cause people have all different experiences mm-hmm. and, you know, I might know in my bones that this thing is the right thing. Whereas, you know, my buyer might not know that right. because they have other, sure, you know, great qualities and great, um, you know, references. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think it, there's gotta be a dependence on the situation too, One because I mean, if, if you know, you're doing six hours of talking heads, right. like, you don't need to be there. Yeah. Like your yes, assistant exactly. can handle that. Like yeah, exactly. I, I think no, everybody's going to forgive you for your prop master not hovering over right. them to make sure yes. that the, the pen and paper that they're using is right. they're going to be the same. Every, you know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, when you have a big specialty scene, even on TV shows, it's like, I feel like you make an effort to be there when this thing, you only have this many of this props. They were all very custom, specially made. You made spent twenty thousand dollars to get these on, and, and this is the make or break scene that you mm-hmm. built up to. Like every prop master is going to be there for that to watch that and yeah. see. Absolutely. And it's not because you don't trust the person there; it's because this is what we live for. Right. <laughs> it's right. These moments yeah. right there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get off scary stories, <laughs> was Guillermo del Toro on set ever? Uh, yes, he was absolutely. Yeah? And I had and because before beforehand i was like oh my god guillermo guillermo yeah i i wasn't feeling that particularly but everybody was saying that and um so uh the most important things in that well the most important thing in that show is the book right oh yeah mm-hmm. and so i hand built all of them nice yeah. um, i mean i went with a book binder but sure. i hand aged everything right. and there were like 20 of them and they all had to you know yeah. it was a big big deal and i really didn't want to hand over the aging of that to a scenic department right. yeah. no way um so uh so um in the creation of the book we presented to Guillermo with Andre and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, we chose the end papers and, and we chose the, the, the paper that the writing was going to be on and we mm-hmm. chose the ink color and all of those like very, you know, specific things. And he really wanted to be in, in on that. And I had yeah. to sort of present to him nice. and everybody was like, you're presenting to him and things <laughs> like that. And I was like, well, this is what we think it should be. And, yeah. and, you know, and Andre is a lovely director and we were all on the same page. And um, David Brisbane, the the pr- production designer was fantastic. And, mm-hmm. and so it was all sort of like, you know, we were quite confident to present this to Guillermo and, yeah. and he liked it. And then, yeah. And he was on set um, quite a bit more talking about like the acting and, and sure. you know, things like that. Like he just let, uh, us get on with what we were doing right I always um, wonder if it's like difference for, for, for him to be like as a director because it's like as I mean he he's known for all the stop motion and like getting super involved in the patience about like the little archer so I wonder if that like translates into a lot of the props and stuff that he does right. too you know? would think I would, I would yeah. think so yeah. I'd be nervous as hell around yeah, oh right. yeah he is he is very specific yeah like, exactly that's why everybody exactly. was saying oh my god he's you've got to and it's got yes. to be perfect but you're good things, at your yeah. job so it doesn't matter well, well and that's the thing the minute that they start they take the focus off of you and start focusing on something else it's your indication that they trust you right. oh yeah, and yeah. That they believe in you and that's yeah. a really beautiful thing yeah yeah I mean because that's what we strive for right I mean to me it's like yeah we're hands-off props you don't have to worry about the props yeah Okay, you know, that's what we strive for. I had a production manager say to me at the end of a rather particularly difficult for him television series that, again, only went one season. Um, And it was big, like massive. Um, And and the 
Netflix spent a lot of money on it. And he, he said to me at the end, when he came, like we were doing rap and stuff, and he was like, your team, I never had to worry about you guys. You awesome. Like I never, I never had to, you never came up on my radar right. in his day-to-day stuff. Yes. And he thanked us for that. That's fantastic. Which was lovely. You can't you get know? anything better than that. No trophy no. you're going to get is going to be better than that. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, so absolutely. And, and he appreciated me going to him and saying like, this is what they want and this is how much it's going to cost. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. You know, sort of thing. So it was a really great compliment um, you, and things we strive for, you know. Do you pretty much have the same team? Um, it's changed over the years, sure. obviously. And uh, at the moment, yes, definitely the same team. And I and my onset of Emma is great. And, and uh, Emma, Kyle, Lauren, and Kendra. Nice. And um, for for a TV series. Right. Um, <laughs> and, um, and my buyers sometimes change uh, um, depending on the the show i've i've had two buyers on, on some things and one buyer and mm-hmm. um so uh yeah they're and and i really want to um because emma hasn't been doing it for a very long time but she i noticed in her that she was a natural prop ma- prop person like right. on set and she really loves things so so she can always sort of come to me or i can i can just sort of i just want them to not be in a situation where they're being yelled at or anything like that. Uh, so I try and obviously anticipate everything and yep. just be there at, off the top and make sure everybody in production is happy with everything that's going right. on. And I say, call me, you know, put the director or whoever on the line and we'll talk about if, if I'm off shopping sure. or, or even up in the office, I'll come down or whatever, right. you know, I'm not an office props master. I'm I wherever I I am happen to be props master because right. I know there are some people who love the office right. and their charts and things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, no. <laughs> so because of your locale in the northern part of the hemisphere, yeah. is a lot of your work stage work? I mean, no. like... Do you, do, you do a lot of winter work. We right? freeze yeah. in That's minus. Just the worst. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was hilarious. Like one, like very early on, uh, it was a very, it was like a, freebie sort of movie called stolen heart uh-huh. uh and um uh we it was so cold that the hydro crews wouldn't come out that day but wow. that was our first day of shooting it was in february the hydro crews are like the hydro like, no hydro as in like the electricity um, oh okay, uh, okay. Like the, um the, you know the electricians no like like electricity as in as in like the poles and the and everything like nothing to do with film like oh, I see. real life electricity oh, I see. so so like no hydro crews would come out because wow. it was so cold it was like minus 40 something oh, that's just and bad. and we all decided we'd, we'll we'll shoot the first day and and the actors were all four principal cast were in the producer's nephew's uncle's jaguar coming down a snowy hill and supposed to turn a corner yeah they went into the tree oh no (laughs) i know there's nothing worse than shooting in the cold i mean i've shot in the heat of new orleans and that's a nightmare too but when because again in pittsburgh when i left pittsburgh it was 20 below when i moved out of pittsburgh but you would have you you're all bundled up yeah and the worst thing in the world is that you have to go to the bathroom you go in the honey honey (laughs) wagon and you have all these clothes on and it takes five minutes to get out of everything (laughs) and then another five to get back in yeah and putting license plates on oh Oh, my my god God. (laughs) i i I, like 
I, I want to like shoot myself doing it in the rain. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's always like way worse. You have to take the gloves off and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, I think you, I don't want to say get the stick because you guys get a lot of work for the snow stuff. But I like now that I think about it is like when any shows are considering is like, okay, this is a heavy like snow series. Their first thought is always to go shoot in Canada and do it in Canada. It's like, that's what the last of us did right. <laughs> it's like it, it takes place in in mostly wyoming but they're like well we can go to canmore and yeah, and it, yeah. that's kind of like wyoming <laughs> yeah the yeah. last of us was that shot in not in toronto it was vancouver yeah. Um, right yeah it was it, it would no, no 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 it was alberta alberta right yeah. yeah i saw the sets that they built for that incredible yeah no it's they yeah well they have the space out in that area too to just build entire villages right. <laughs> essentially on like flat areas surrounded by nothing but mountainscapes and stuff like yeah. it's like they shot it like right in between like Banff like right right outside Banff National Park pretty much oh so beautiful though yeah, yeah well we um w- you know we take advantage of of beautiful you know southern Ontario snowscapes right. and sure. and all, obviously with climate change and everything it's all sort of changing and mm-hmm. you know we we haven't been getting the snow until like January and then it just comes in and stays until like the end of March right. Um, right. but then we also have high humidity in the summer so oh, everybody's right. like Dying. dripping and yeah. and it's just like you know horrendous and they have the big air conditioning units that they bring in to the studios and things like that so are there a lot of sound stages though yeah, uh, yeah, there's well, Pinewood has um, mm-hmm. a property there. Netflix built some. Um, there's also um, it's in a uh, hard, gonna, <laughs> uh, the Kipling Studios, sure. um, uh, and uh, that's where we film Handmaids and um, what else? The Boys was there. Um, Did you I, work on the Boys? No, I didn't oh, work I was on the say. Boys. But, <laughs> I, but like, I got a whole see... new list of questions. Yeah, no, 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 I did not. <laughs> I did not work on the boys, um, but uh, yeah, like, but we see each other because yeah. it's, it's actually, you know, proper studios yeah, and, exactly. and corridors and hey, Jim, hey, you right. know, all that sort of thing. Are, so, how many prop masters are there in the Toronto market, I um, think, or for IA anyway? Uh, oh gosh, that you're putting me on the spot here. Well, Generally. 20-ish? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. Do you know a lot of them or do you guys? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And oh, cool. a lot of us have come up like you know like started in nebet and gone to ia or there's some props masters who are just iati right people and um yeah and so we've you know not that we've assisted one another but it's sort of we're just um you know we've just gone through the same stuff right. um and and like you know i know that mario loves star trek and so you know there they some producer person sort of floated oh like maybe you might want to do star trek and i'm like i don't want to do star right, trek right, you know i'm not sure. into that it belongs yeah. to a that type of thing belongs to a fan like, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and he's and he's done an amazing job with it right. and everything like that so i would never even like it, touch that at all right. um so yeah um so it's it's there's a sort of a healthy competition amongst us, right. but um, but we all help each other out. Too. Sure, that's so, good. That's you know. good. That's in your good. area, in in your area, do you guys um, do you guys work out of trailers as props? Yeah, yeah. I have a forty eight foot trailer. Oh, cool. And a five ton 
Um, you have a five ton also. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't own them. I right. yes. uh, a lovely man uh, owns them and he rents them uh, to production. Okay. So I don't have anything to do with any I of see. that money. Does your kit live on? But it, my though? kit lives on it, yeah. and he lets me just keep Is that it on. Pretty there. standard practice in Toronto. Yeah, I mean there are a few property masters who have their own trailers, mm-hmm. but it's usually that was a sort of a trend maybe like fifteen years ago, and right. and then they eventually like can I sell you my trailer, you know, right. sort of thing because it like the maintenance and the breaking down and all that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And I've been in very, in like lots of different trailers and trucks and horse trailers. Right. Ones with like massive, um, back, uh, because we all, we all have to have like, cause it's the winter thing. We all have to have man doors in the back of it. Right. right, To keep the heat in. You know, think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't have open anything open at the back. So there's big doors that you shut, but there's, you open those up, put them a thing. And then there's a man door with a wall. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. You probably can't let certain things live in there. I guess through the winter either it's gonna freeze. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, freeze and break. There or have been some things that have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here yeah. and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. here and there. But but like, oh god, knock on wood, um, things have been pretty good. Yeah. Although my five ton on this last show was turning into location, uh, like a night, um, you know, like shoot, shoot thing like getting ready for the next day and um some it was like a country road turning into a conservation area and the uh, there was a car coming and it Yikes. clipped uh the electric truck that turned in before it and and smashed right into the front of my uh, trailer wow. or my five ton right. and so luckily the guy walked away and it was all good but i had to i got a call from the transport coordinator at 11 o'clock and i'd gone to bed at 10 and I had to go and transfer all the day's props into a oh three-ton at one in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then they had to drive it out there, and then right. I had to be on set for six. So yeah. my, Were you by yourself day. for this? No, <laughs> um, I texted. I didn't know who had gone to bed yet. Yeah. So I sort of texted the whole team, and, and Kyle, my you know sort of second, um, he responded, cause, uh, and he was like, I'll meet you. That's, I'll meet that's, you there. That's when you know who really, like, what if your crew really right. likes you? I can imagine I, them when waking up and seeing that, it's like, gone to yeah, sleep. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. 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 But it didn't take that long, and we put it all, and then it got all sorted out, and they found a new truck, and we moved, and then we had to move everything off of the, off of the, because the trailer was fine, like nothing, and kudos to my team during that accident, absolutely nothing in the truck moved except the cappuccino nice. machine. Oh, that's wow. a good lockdown, baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 The cappuccino machine fell over. Uh-oh. But, oh, no. That's uh, tragic. You know. Yeah. So, but, so you yeah. had to get back at 6 a.m. and you couldn't even have a nice espresso. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't drink coffee. I'm a, okay. I'm an, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, and I don't drink coffee. Wow. So, you know. You I'm, wouldn't have made it in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> That is very true. Um, But uh, yeah, so yeah, that's, um, but it's all been all different trucks over the years. And and there was one little funny, very funny story. I had a, I had a, we were shooting at this massive um, entertainment complex that had multiple bars and we were Mm -hmm. doing multiple bar scenes on that day. And, and there were all supposed to be obviously different sets. And I, and my um, horse trailer at that time, I, the big door, came down and I opened up the man door and the whole of one side of the shelving had 
fallen over. Oh, yeah. And I went to Transpo Guy, the first guy I saw on the craft truck, and I said, oh, my God, this has happened, you know, because I got there early, sure. obviously, to set stuff up. And, uh, and he was like, well, didn't you pack it right? <laughs> of course. They didn't tell you about that curb they jumped. And, yeah, no. And I was like, okay. And so I went back to the truck and I basically got on the opposite side of the shelf and I used my legs and I pushed the whole, I was so right. angry. It was the, one of those Superman yeah. moments and I right. just pushed the whole thing back. Right. It was and all then, tied down. And, and then I was like, and then he came sort of wandering over and I'm like, deal with this today, like fix it. And yeah. I've got to go set up the bars, like, yeah. you know. That's no fun. Yeah, I've had the I've had, my my trailer has been like up to like Big Bear through those windy roads and back and everything was perfect and then like it's gone like a mile down the road and I have had a shelf hop right. off of the <laughs> off the little like teeth thing right. off and fall off and I'm just like who is driving yeah. it and they're like well you didn't put it down I was like yeah man transpo's gonna hate us after these past few episodes like i mean yeah. <laughs> we love you guys i swear no, to god we do most of the time everything is fine most of the time i love you guys and we're yeah. always you've helped me out more than you've hurt me 100 yeah yes. and we're not always parked at the last spot no not ever <laughs> good god uh yeah that happened to me once on the uh, alias and i had a 44 foot trailer and i opened up the back door and the whole left side the whole left side all the way to the back was Sideways, oh my god and everything had dumped yeah oh. it was not fun no totally so yeah. yeah no when there's when there's drawers open then i blame my my uh, yes. truck person but there you go. <laughs> exactly. and i don't even have to say anything anymore it's just right. a it's just a i mean it rarely happens but it's just, i'll just send a text message with all the drawers sticking out and he'll just respond damn it <laughs> right yeah. yeah i always yeah. had this running thing with my crew where i said if the taco cart ever turns over <laughs> That's the day I retire. Yeah. <laughs> and my, it one time it tipped sideways, but didn't go all the way over. Didn't my, go all the way. Yeah, yeah. So took a were, picture of it for me and sent it to me. Inches. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Semi-retirement. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you're in Toronto. Yes. But Quebec is close by. Yes. So we, you were saying before that Quebec is like, a, it's it, in and itself, it is. it's like a whole different world. Yeah, absolutely. It's got its own film industry and, and very, very great film industry. And, and uh, yeah, and we just don't really interact. I mean, that's not been my experience, sure. at least. You know? Are they part of a different local? Yes, definitely. Yeah? yeah. Is it IA? I, I, am, I think so. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I should have researched that too. But um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so my only, um, over the last couple of years, um, I've worked with two set decorators who come from Montreal and they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it was just because there was nobody else available in Toronto right? who fit the, the parameters of having to do these shows. Um, so, uh, and, and these people were fantastic and they work the same as we do. Sure. You know, there was no, it's... it was a decorator in their lead right. who came. So, um, yeah. And they're just, you know, just the same. Right. Collaborative, fantastic people. So That's amazing. Um, do you source any props out of uh, the States anywhere? Like yeah. New York or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Los Angeles and, oh, okay. and um, not so much in New York because mm -hmm. uh, um, I sort of know the L.A. prop houses right. better. Um, and um yeah, I'll source props from wherever I can find them. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And how about like here? Amazon is like our best friend. Yes, yes. yes. I resisted it for a long yeah. time. Yeah, everybody does. I think I was a, a late adopter of sure. the Amazon situation. Yeah, felt um, lazy. But uh, but then the traffic in Toronto has gotten so bad oh. with construction, and they decided to t- take one exit off of the main sort of freeway, to speak in American terms. Um, uh, and it just... it totally screwed up the east end of the city and so yeah everybody's just the traffic is horrendous how do you say exit off the freeway in canada um uh exit off the highway oh the highway yes yes the queen elizabeth way nice uh, or the gardener expressway okay yeah 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 that's kind of like an east coast thing in general like when i grew up in the east coast we referred to them as highways yeah 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 that's interesting uh, yeah so um so there are, are there other female property masters? There in are, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, not a ton, um, but there are definitely, um, and uh, yeah. In your thirty years, <laughs> did you experience a lot of sexism? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. It's it's um, on the, on specimen, the, the very first feature, I actually, um, some locations dude pinned me up against the trucks. Oh my God. Um, uh, when like, cause our trucks were down like near the lake, Lake right. Ontario, and it was very sort of desolate. And it was of course, you know, the end of the day and I'm sort of lo- not the last to leave, but right. you know, you have to sort of set up for the next day. And this yeah. was, you know, early days when it was me right. and, uh, yeah. And he, and cause he had been very, um, sort of like uh, interested and handsy and stuff like Ugh. that, and I and I gave him like no vibes, like no way. Right. And I was actually interested in a stunt guy, <laughs> you know. So like I was home, I was like hanging out with the stunt guys and all that sort of thing. And and even they were like back off, dude, and right. things like that. And and it was just a circumstance. And he, yeah, and I basically sort of got. Luckily, nothing really happened, and I got sure. out of it. And I went to the production manager right. and he actually fired him oh good which was great good um which was amazing yeah. so and um and i can't even really remember who it was i sort of blocked it out right. you know and and things and then there have been things along the way um people who yeah. thought you couldn't do the job because you're a woman oh definitely yeah, yeah. and unfortunately more senior women have been more that person saying that you can't you you know you're not qualified to right. do this huh. um yeah and uh and and you feel so. that's gotten better over the years yeah, yeah i yes i mean there's still obviously there's the whole like the me too situation i don't know i mean in my early career mm-hmm. i don't think i really noticed the harassment right. because i was so focused on you know doing the job and just sort of like i sort of i think i sort of just had blinkers on and sort of sailed through it yeah. right. to a certain extent. And then, um, and then I wasn't sort of the hot new thing any longer, right. you know, sort of 10 ish years in, and then I was in a relationship and, you know, just sort of like not sort of on the market any longer. Right. So people weren't necessarily sort of interested. Yeah. And, and then, um, and, and then it was sort of just actually when I, um, made the transition over to IATSE that I, that things started being a little bit more noticeable that right. people were more Question. harassy. Right. Oh, wow. Know? Interesting. Um, 
And, uh, and then of course the whole me too thing, but then there's that backlash of like, you're sitting in the sexual harassment, um, seminar Mm -hmm. and it's being presented by a woman, a lawyer from wherever Netflix or whatever. And, uh, and one person who I was sitting next to, we, we sort of walked out and walked down the corridor together and, and he was like, God, he, she looked hot in that suit. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, sounds like you were paying attention. Yeah, right. right. Okay. You really got that. So there's that, that sort of, and then it's all like, oh, well, we can't say anything now. Right. So there's that sort of yes. thing. <laughs> yes. Right? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. But then they, get make, on board. they make a thing about, oh, well, what can we say now? Right. And all of that sort of thing. So, so it's definitely more Snarky. sort of in the, I think it's just more in the, um, atmosphere um sure. and and i'm more attuned to it um you know so uh, yeah. yeah yeah but you know i've had directors there's been some handsy people and there's been some um slapping me on the backside with the set asides and things wow. like that you know and and that's not too long ago really right. yeah. you know right. so it's sort of like and then of course when you're away um, like I also got to go to Prague twice with 12 monkeys, the series, and mm-hmm. that was an amazing experience and stuff. But then people start can get not, I'm not saying them, anybody on that, uh, in that company, but you know, when you do sort of away shows or you go right. to Ottawa, we have gone to Ottawa, okay. nation's capital to, to film and, and things, it, things, you know, hotels and all that sort of thing. And, and people think that they're away and it's going to be a party and, I see. and, you know, it's not, right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But I mean, I haven't, there's not been anything that I couldn't handle, right. but then again, I shouldn't have to handle it. No, you shouldn't. So, no. Yeah. Um, no. I've just, uh, change things up a little bit the uh, do you guys i don't know this is like a question i ask everybody that's outside do you guys handle picture cards no okay <laughs> i do the license plates and yes. any of the little like dangly like it's a conversation with set deck do you want to dress the character dress in in or you oh, know yeah, here too <laughs> uh, but um but i mean i ended up uh we did um a seek canadian seek hockey movie um and uh seek uh truck drivers have a lot of things in their cab and right. i got to do all of that sort of thing and it was lovely and thanks but yes no we don't do picture cars we don't do animals um there's animal you know yeah wranglers and stuff. you have food stylists i we do have food styles i like to do my own food yeah. mm-hmm. a lot but um now i sort of can't so i have an amazing chef who food styles for me and um and, is he a yeah. chef that's like outsourced to do that? Like, does he have like a chef day job that he kind of no, does? No, he, he... he's um, he's he owns his own uh, company, um, and he is a private chef to very wealthy clients. Oh, very cool! And he runs a his own like business that's a sort of a storefront uh, yeah. mm-hmm. type of ready made grab and go food. And he just sort of likes to do food styling for film. Oh, cool. Um, and, uh, and he's, so I, you know, he, we've met at like 4.30 in the morning, uh, you know, at about an hour away from Toronto on this beautiful estate by the, by the lake and set up for a, you know, a, a Hamptons-esque, uh, right. you know, breakfast, uh, right. thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and we've done, yeah. So he's like in there to, yeah. and, and also, uh, sort of total credit he, on handmade season 
whenever we shut down for the pandemic uh, in the March, mm-hmm. um, the season four, I guess it was, I don't know. Anyway, there's a big uh, um, food scene in uh, um, a farmhouse. And Janine has to eat pork chops. She's right. forced, forced to eat pork chops. Right. Well, um, the actress is vegan. Uh-huh. Um, so That's always fun. Yeah. So he created the most realistic looking pork wow. chops that you could ever imagine. And and in Autumn. combination with our fantastic mold maker, uh, Dominic, uh, um, he we basically got pork bones and Dominic mm-hmm. molded them out of edible like not edible but food right. safe silicone and right. and um jameson basically put the what was pork. the what was it it was a seitan seitan um, okay uh yeah thing that he made himself and oh. uh yeah it was just wheat gluten take after take after take after take. that's cool so yeah. I, I, did he do food styling on sets before you met him too yes yeah, it sounds like he's he familiar was, with the workflow oh and absolutely like, well he was used um he had started on handmaid's tale because yeah. i didn't do all oh, all the seasons gotcha, right. gotcha. um unfortunately a very wonderful property master um named tori bellingham um he passed away mm. oh, no. um so, and so uh the producers called me and said you know do you want to do what seasons did you do i uh handmaid's. five four Five, season five, season four, I think. Not season three. So season four and five, four and, five. and I'll be doing six. Nice. Oh, so if, you're gonna be doing right at the end. My wife yeah. loves that show yeah. so much. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 It's and it's a it's a really great crew. Like it's a really great production. It's mm. fantastic. Lizzie Moss is amazing. She's been directing, she's executive producing right. acting. And she's like the most together woman. She's not unflappable. That's awesome. You know, yeah, she's she's a joy to work and with. Did you work on it in any capacity before you took over? No. 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 So how did it come about that they came to you? Um Tori passed away and right. and uh and I had worked with the executive producers before. Uh. Um and really sort of before Tori got the job, because sort of uh, um, John Weber and Frank Syracuse own sort of whiz bang and take five, and they do a lot of service production. So um, we, I've worked with them for a number of years on various projects, and so and so had Tori, so and other property masters. So it sort of they like have their stable of people, mm-hmm. and there was a party for something that and. John said to me, like, oh, we're going to be doing Handmaids, you know, sort of like, do you want to sort of put yourself up for it? Mm-hmm. And I, but I had, I think I was, I had Suicide Squad at that okay. point. So I was like, no, I can't because I'm already yeah, booked. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> so I think it was that one. It was my, my sure. I might get they the timeline. They all together. They do. But, um, but so it was sort of, so then it was sort of natural for him to call me when he needed somebody else. Right. And he said, do you want to do this? And it's a very sort of delicate, you're stepping into a delicate situation yeah. and we want you to take the team that was already was there. Oh. Um, and so I did. And, and we sort of worked through some stuff and then they sort of decided to, they got other opportunities mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. And, and then I was able to bring, and of course, you know, you finish one season and then you go on and do something right. else and right. then you get a new team. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to bring my new team sure. on. Yeah. And that's, that's, I feel like, you know. else. that's, I mean, 
a lot of that stuff could just happen naturally if you like kind of adopt the other team because i mean what was i think we were talking about a couple episodes ago how it's like you kind of find your family and your prop team after 100%. like searching and like you find the people that work and don't it's a personality yeah. trait thing right and once you get them you don't want to lose them yeah, yeah absolutely and then people also though they want to move on to do other things too right. so they evolve so there, i think the relationship evolves oh, yeah. like there's never been i've only had to fire somebody once right that's never fun no the production manager made me do it oh, wow. oh, he no. wrote the letter but i had to sit across from her and actually say that and it was just like oh my lord yeah um but uh you know um and she wasn't pulling her weight and there were lots of problems yeah, and right. i really needed um that was in the sort of bugs webs deathlands time i did it was eight movie of the weeks back to back for mm. sci-fi channel yeah and they mm. were all individual and but we shot them all together mm. and so it was like like one after the other after the other so i just needed people to be right. on the ball the other game um so sure. yeah so um yeah. so you've 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 done a good amount of sci-fi, and then I was just looking because we talked. You mentioned Suicide Squad and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that you did a season of Umbrella Academy, yes, also. I did yeah. the first season. So yeah. how f how familiar are you with comic books and any of this stuff? And did you look at any of that resource material? I don't want to put you on the spot, but yeah, I'm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I um, comic books. I'm not. I wouldn't say I was a comic book person. Sure, sure. Um, but we researched, and yeah, we, yeah. And Umbrella I, Academy more specifically because I, that's such a unique kind of even comic book experience that's kind of turned into a show yeah you know? absolutely and of course obviously i you know the script is first right yeah so yeah. so i you know i went to the script and and it was a lot of stuff was coming out of that and mm -hmm. and then and then of course i you know and also jupiter's legacy as well yeah um, yeah 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 i did that season uh that was supposed to go more but it never did <laughs> um but uh so that was out of a comic as well so sort of like I take the script and then I and then once I've got a handle on that, then I'll take the previous the reference. references sure. and and also have the, the comic open and say, OK, like this thing, do you want it to look like this right. or what do we want it to look yeah. like? It's all but, interpretive. Right? Yeah, but it's all it's all material to yeah. to glean, you know, meaning from. Right. Um, yeah. That, so that, that, I find that very helpful when you have some kind of reference to go. Yeah. Uh, like when you do a period piece yeah you know it's not you you're not making something up you're finding that exact yes. same thing yeah and that's, which can be super scary if yeah if it doesn't exist yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but i find this, it's amazing how much actually exists out there still yeah when you yeah go looking for the yeah. craziest things it's like oh oh yeah and umbrella academy has like so much unique like different things from like kind of different periods yeah. and seems like created props also yeah. and stuff like like how fun was that to do it props was, wise it was super fun right yeah, absolutely <laughs> and the and like the urn uh that the ashes are in um and the, in the first like and a close I think has to dance around with it right, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. It was one of those sort of things where you present I presented all sorts of different urns, mm -hmm. but I found this and there were two of them in an antique shop and I was like I really feel like this is the one. So I, you know, got them and and at first they were like, "Well, the, I, we weren't really thinking that." And then I was like, "No, this is the one. Like, <laughs> let's come back to this one." Right. And we did and and it was great and we made rubber versions and sure. all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, it was great. And Dolores, like, yeah. you know, we had to do the, the, we had to create 
my buyer found um, a mannequin, um, and that but we totally changed her makeup, and yeah. so it was working with some scenic a scenic artist who was really into makeup, and we just like we got her look, you know, mm-hmm. creating that character. So um, yeah, right. and I'm really happy that that um, I chose not to do the the season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they got another property master who was a woman, and she ran with it and has done a great job. You so. had to work really closely with uh, special effects with a lot of the stuff for oh, that one. Yeah, and stuff. absolutely. It seems like it's, there was a lot of like little crossovers or a lot of big crossover stuff yeah. with that. Yeah. And the way they kind of shoot it, it's 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 cinematically like really cool to watch. I mean, you can kind of just even just by looking at the trailer, yeah. kind of see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, the monocle and right. you know, just all yeah. of that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is that like your favorite part of mastering is the, the building of things? Or? Um, I wouldn't say it's the favorite part, yeah. but it's just, it's, it's, it depends on my mood, what I'm really right. like love. And well, what excites uh, you about it, about doing props? Um, d- the learning and the right. discovering right. and the finding yeah. and the and also when the actors say that it's perfect like it's right. you know for this is wonderland which was a like a legal tv mm-hmm. show three seasons of that um i was really working with um one of the actors and and he was like can i just have some stuff in my pockets mm-hmm. yeah and so we ended up I just ended up having a big Ziploc bag with a bunch of right. like post-it notes and yes. pa- pieces of paper and receipts and things. Mm-hmm. And every day he'd just like ha- put his hand in, look away and grab a bunch of them and nice. then stick them in his pockets. And, and then, then sort of during a scene, he would just like pull something out and he would never know what was written on it or right. whatever. And, and it was just, it's just that collaboration yes. thing with, yeah. with the actor with or the building of characters. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah, I absolutely. like a, one of my, I mean, one of my, I know some people don't like it, but one of my favorite things is like, oh, when I do get that, because it doesn't happen often, but like when a, you do get an email from an actor that's yeah. specifically like, yeah. oh, I had an idea about this props or it's like, a, a, I, I know I'm just walking in, but I don't feel motivated. Could you just have like some sort of grocery right. bag? Like, cause I'm, I'm supposed, we're supposed, the house is in like, like I just came from the hardware store, like I was yes. going to do stuff yeah. in and he's like, something surprises me and I feel like I should drop something. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. Like yeah. we can kind of add so like I kind of like that building or yes. coming up with ideas and you can kind of get a back and forth with them, which I feel like adds so much more to the character. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and also resets too. Like, right. like resets. <laughs> um, like when, but, but like the actual, cause when I was in Prague, I was sort of, I had a great team there. Fantastic props people in Prague but um the actor really wanted we had to reset something on the splinter vest my Mm. the 12 monkeys splinter vest Mm -hmm. that had to light up and on cue and everything and I'm very happy with it but um uh he was like rebuilding oh sorry he was rebuilding a a part of it and and it was just sort of we had to do this sort of dance of of resetting it and right. and like it was a very complicated he had to put one thing in and yes. the next and the next and we just did this whole sort of roundy round thing right. and it was just so lovely yeah. to just be in sync with yes. him and and you know yeah. in this freezing um yeah castle <laughs> in Prague in the right. middle of the night um but uh yeah so that's um you know that's what yeah. sort of keeps me going uh those little moments absolutely and, and finding agree. the perfect thing or whatever yeah, you know right and yeah. and those things like mike say you know that just come out of nowhere yeah you know like you're in the middle of it and somebody just wants to come up with something and again you know it's a 
it's a moment where, you know, it's a, a clenching moment, you know, where you know you're on, but at the same yeah. time, that that's kind of what makes the job fun. I mean, because again, yeah. if you're just ordering stuff on Amazon all day, yeah, it gets really boring. And I've been on shows like that where it's like, I can't do this anymore yeah. because it's really, no, there's nothing creative about it at all. Yeah. And then you get, again, you know, some actors don't think about props oh, at all. No. no. And then there are others who, like you say, you get a call, you know, yeah. I, I used to get calls from Holly Hunter. Yeah, you know, with lists of things that she wanted. Right. You know, and it's great. You just get them on, and then the producers like, "What else? All that stuff?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's something Holly wants." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we shoot all this stuff, and then they cut it all in post. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. she was happy. You know. Yeah. So as long well, as it's not at midnight before to tw- a six o'clock call time. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would. That, that, <laughs> but at that point, you have to say. No, yeah, yeah. like you know, oh, man, like I, you. I have such a hard time with saying no. But yeah, I but it's it, it sort of you know, it's sort of like I'm I'm not afraid to say based on reality sure. and and oh, yeah. you know, let's all just take a breath here. Yeah, like no, but we can do this. Right. Yeah, right. right. It's never like just a hard no, but it's yeah. like right. no, but we could do this and this and this and some and usually you're able to sort of like I think our job is crisis management diplomacy shopping really fast, driving yeah. really fast, right. um, you know. Parking illegally. Yeah, and budgets and all that sort of thing. But yeah. it's like the diplomacy and the crisis management yes. is sort of a key skill um, that, you know, is it transferable to anything else? I don't know. But, right. you know, it's sort of like you you just keep being collaborative about right. things. And, and, you know, or sometimes you just have to just have everything and have, you know, and just sort of go, okay, this is above my pay grade as right. far as a decision goes. Yes. So you guys have to, you get the producer and the actor together right. and make the producer do their job. Yes, you know? exactly. So. How many times have we had to do that? You know, and that's very unnerving, you know, because we're so focused on, uh, on creating what somebody's ask, asking us to do. Like if an actor asks you for something, there's some time at some point in the process, I'm thinking, Oh, right. I better get this cleared by the director, you know, because yeah. they can't just conjure up whatever they want, yeah. you know? So then you have to get in there and do that kind of diplomacy thing where you have to bring them together without like pissing off anybody, yeah. whether it's the actor or the producer. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that, that's a skill set in itself. Yeah. And also sort of not, and also, like with actors and directors, regardless of who they are, or what they've yeah. done, I've worked with like Peter O'Toole. My mm-hmm. God, like right. yeah. blue eyes to die for, <laughs> you know. And and wait a minute, but, no, but I mean, like even like he was all, you know, and sure. and he and Joan Plowright sat there, and it was a little crappy sort of movie, but like they were in it, and they were happy to have their little cup of tea and all that sort of thing. But you know, like they're people yeah. right they're just people yes. and and so you just have to sort of relate to them on a on a really like really like you know unless they're off their head drugs and all yeah. of that oh, sort yeah. of thing That's right fun. yeah so there have been some of those yeah, yeah exactly so do you have a favorite actors that you've worked with oh my and goodness so many or a couple or so many yeah yeah that's nice yeah um 
Yeah, I would say lots of them. Okay. Not to mention anybody. No. The only person I've never worked with and I really want to work with mm-hmm. is Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it was sort of it's sort of like that. He's sort of a bit of also the reason I got into the business nice. because I saw Point Break and I was like, okay, Point Break is oh what got you God. into the business. No, 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 Keanu Reeves. Keanu. <laughs> Keanu in Point Break, and I'm like, I gotta meet that guy. Right. And um, you know, and so it's he's all he's always cracked up to be. I worked with him years ago when he like right after Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I think it was. It was he was very young on a movie that nobody's ever seen. Right. And he was totally sweet. What movie was that? It was called The Prince of Pennsylvania. I've seen that and I love it. Oh, nice. oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent with his but, with half his head shaved. Yeah, and that line, you know, you can't but you need uh, you need a, a license to have, own a dog, but not to have parents or something like something that. Like that. Something <laughs> like that. Something like that. I was a scenic I was on that like, movie. Yeah, yeah. I was a scenic, and he came up to me and he 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 said, "Hey, Chris." He said, and he had a new motorcycle. Right. And he, and he said, "Can you paint a spider web on my gas tank?" Oh, awesome. I was like, "No, but I can find somebody who can." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So you know, he's sort of like. Hopefully, at one day our paths will cross. It almost crossed because they was going to do, um, uh, oh, what's it called? It was a period show, and I'm like dying to do another period show. Right. Um, and it was going to come to Toronto, and he was going to be in it. And it's about sort of a serial killer in Chicago in the nineteen. Oh, not the H. H. Holmes thing, thing, right? Yeah. And it's seen about the about like the most notorious serial killer. Ever. He built like the house at the World's Fair that has yes. like the dead ends yes. and the yes. stuff so, like his murder wow. castle. That yeah. was floated to come to Toronto and right after we finished season five of Handmaids and and because it had been but then I learned oh it's was floated in Budapest and it floated in Montreal and it yeah. floated in Toronto and, and they actually booked stages and wow. all of that sort of thing and and put a little bit of money into it and now it was like now this is my chance because it was sort of like the crew like the producing crew and stuff was that was and then it all went away i wonder because that's that's kind of been up in the air that movie for a while oh, totally. rotated and different actors different actors and, and different that. direct like and, scorsese and, was going to take it for but a it was going to be a series too like oh, it was going to be a movie too? and this was going to be a series there been talks about doing something like that for years and years yeah. and years right yeah, now yeah. it's amazing how some shows just never can get off the ground no. yeah so i guess they're still talking and he he went That's off right. to do i think john ba- ballerina <laughs> a bit of ballerina in prague okay. and my assistant in prague got to work with him and oh, so you got one degree of separation yeah no exactly but not to be flaky about Keanu, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, yeah, so it'd be great. But I mean, like, all they're all, like, Julianne Moore is lovely, Mark Ruffalo is lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so many great people out there. You know, totally great people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So what was the experience like for you on Handmaid's Tale? Was it special? I mean, I mean... I'm sure it was intense at times. It was it's such it, an intense show. It is an intense show. Yeah, it's hard to sort of read sometimes, and and it's sort of like I always advise people to, you know, when they're watching it, watch a bit of Ted Lasso after. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Come, yeah. A refresher. Yeah. Can't binge yeah. that show. Yeah. You know. Um, but um, yeah, but it's just sort of again, you just sort of have to take the all of that. You know, like I had to waterboard Lizzie Moss, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So it's <laughs> like, how are we going to do that? And her stunt double was there. And, right. But we talked about the texture of the cloth and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that sort of stuff. And was effects involved in all that? Um, It was more, 
stunts and and no yeah. not really actually yeah, yeah. we were really it was it was a her. jug and it, well her assist her stunt double yeah, right. <laughs> because she because there was the, the, yeah, the cloth, the cloth so she on the face to be there, right? yeah, yeah exactly but we had to strap her to like this tilting thing yeah. and you know it was it's That's i've a, had and i i hate when i have to tie actors up and yeah. you know people to beds and right and like I think there's only been one time where it's been like a child. I'd have I've had to put tape over a child's yep. mouth, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's a bit hard. And yeah. Well, there's a no. Trick. Yeah, there's Lots a lot of tricks. Of tricks. For those. Yeah. Well, that's right. We had the, you weren't here for the Josh Melter episode. We were talking about the Dexter table for yeah. a little while and how it's like they did it so much. By the end, they had it to a science yeah. to where it was just like almost like fold under that looks so freaking good that, yeah. that it was not uncomfortable for anybody. Well, that yeah, can, and that's the thing, you know, that it's that's the challenge is to make it realistic, yeah. but also make it so you know an actor can live in it. Yeah. yeah, take after take after. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and escape if they need to. <laughs> right, yeah. no. but still feel constricted if they need to. It's like right. there's so many elements. Yeah, I know. So yeah. Like, and then you like get extra, you know, background actors, and you know, you just tape them up, and they're they're like, help me. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get that guy a break, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> and I had to do. Um, uh, we did because uh, there was a handmaid's flashback uh, to, um, uh, like a um, one of the sort of like whorehouse type Jezebel's type places Mm -hmm. and um, I did a a sushi woman like put sushi on a naked woman yeah Yeah. Um, I've done that before hardly (laughs) we hardly saw it on set you know and it was sort of like I worked really closely with the intimacy coordinator right. and we, when we were just like, we had hot shots, uh, you know, like, are your feet warm enough? Right. And, yeah. and we were like putting hot shots all over her. Where, and where, things were in. you outside? In, no, we were cold? inside. I was going to say, yeah. But she's like this little skinny Wafy thing, thing yeah. and, and she's lying on this hard surface and, yeah. and I'm putting, you know, bits of food on yeah, her fish. and in strategic places and right. and with flowers and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. it looked beautiful and we never saw it because it we we did shoot it but they just didn't put it in the cut right she was like way in the background so yeah. um uh you know but it was like really having to take care of her um yeah. and uh and you know put up all the blacks around her and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff so uh, you yeah. said you said this was a background artist that it, was doing this well yeah so yeah. was was this person hired at like is this something that they do regularly well, she was Were, fine was, with nudity i mean i think it oh, was an actor so it wasn't it wasn't a specialty person that because these are no like in la here when we we did this on on um on you're the worst at one point and then they that was a specialty person that does that on an own for real like for a real yeah. site because that's a real thing for like real like high-end parties and it's like they yeah. have websites and everything yeah. crazy it's not, well that's I mean, in la like, hey, <laughs> human platters yeah they don't have a lot of that in toronto no, i mean no well yeah, not in my not, you know, i was gonna say little, that's the quebec know. side <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quebec <laughs> side for sure yeah <laughs> but no they i mean then they're not it's i mean they're kind of like tapas but they still have like a, a bottoms on in a right. way but there's like a leaf that goes over like yeah. it's not yeah. as it's 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 taste. It's more tasteful sure. than, and I think yeah. most people are probably picturing. Yeah. It. But you know, it's not. It's you know, it's not a thing. It's like I sort of like I wanted to be on set for that. Yeah. Because I mean, a is his food oh, styling yeah. too. But you know, it's sort of like I just didn't want because my the rest of my team were like lighting cigars and mm-hmm. you know putting drinks in people's hands right. and and then dealing with Lizzie and and um, 
finds right, <laughs> Joseph. I can't um, oh, right. and, Bro. uh, um, you know, so like, it's like, okay, you guys do that and I'll come, I'll be here and we'll do yeah. this and I'll be on set with this yes. and don't worry about it, you know, sort of thing. So, you know, there are days where that is, takes precedent over shopping. Absolutely. You know, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Those are the important parts for sure. Yeah. Did everybody get to go home with sushi that day? Or uh, <laughs> yes, actually. Because, yeah. <laughs> of course, I always buy way more than well, we course. need. Yeah. Of course um, you do. Which was something I learned from another property master who just did only bought one carton of eggs. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. You only and, you learn that lesson once. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's lo- like a lovely man and all the rest of it. But it's like whatever circumstances let it sure. to be like we're cooking a breakfast and there's only one carton of eggs. And right. Some of them have to be set dressing. So. Yeah. Hey, craft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, crafty. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Always yeah. our friend. Um, do you, how about weapons? Do you do guns? Oh, good question. Um, I um, don't, well, I do have my possession acquisition license, which okay. is uh, I am able to purchase and um uh, own hand, uh, guns, okay. uh, handguns and long guns, um, for myself I see. and to shoot myself. So at a range, right, um, right. but for film, I am not allowed to, I don't have those licenses. Right. So I use, uh, Charlie Taylor from movie armaments group as our armor and all of his guys. Right. Um, but I am allowed to in Canada, I can carry in the truck, I can carry rubber and I can carry mm-hmm. uh, airsoft and I can carry D watts or, um, right. you know, real like, guns that are, that are right. not blank firing. Blank that are modified. Fire. No, they're not blank firing. They're just, they're real guns that have been made non firing. Right. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So we so call them D, D watts. I'm not really sure why. Sure. So do you guys have like an EFP there, like an yeah. entertainment firearms permit like we have here? We there is there's a lot of legislation about it. Okay, and, yeah, and yeah, and so Charlie holds all of the proper licensing and things. And right. so when he when I get, you know, Glocks for stuffers for cot belts, mm-hmm. for example, or you know for M16s and M4s yeah. and all the rest. I've done a lot of big sort of gun shows, right? Um, where I've got you know I've got a gun closet on the trailer mm-hmm. and a gun closet on the five ton. Um, so, uh, but I can, I can, he rents them to us, the production, and he gives me a piece of paper that is a, um, temporary, um, permit, like a, he's temporarily transferred those, um, not blank firing, totally inert guns to me to, to hold for the length of the show. And so then when he, when we actually are firing something or, um, even, even when we're like, somebody's like, um, uh, checking the barrel or cleaning the gun mm-hmm. or, um, you know, anything Something non-firing, non-firing, I bring them in as well because we bring in a real gun because right. it looks way, way better, 100%. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so, um, so we have gun wranglers who come when right. we're firing blanks, um, right. or anything else that's very so, specific. All guns, then, whether they're replicas or real, they come from this from, from Charlie. The, from Charlie. Yeah. So, like the regular prop houses don't have any of those. Correct. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's a, a lot more control than here. Yeah. Well, we yeah we have like yeah. I'm only with my personal guns. I'm only allowed to I, I'm allowed to belong to a particular gun club, which is like Charlie's 
and his partner have this gun club and we were able to actually go to military bases and shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but it's sort of like five times of us in a summer and, and I'm allowed to transport my guns from my place that I store them to that and back again. And that's it. And they have to be trigger lock locked in a case locked in my vehicle um, that you can't see. Do you guys anything. not have just regular shooting ranges around? No. 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 Oh, okay. We do have. This is Canada. There's hunting and stuff there. Oh, totally. There's yeah. hunting and things, but it's it's um, in the confines of the city of Toronto. There used to be a shooting club. Right. But um, one of the mayors said, "No way, no more." Okay. So that they're makes all more sense. on the right. outskirts. Um, so you can go, but they're indoor ranges, basically. Right, right. There are some like out in the country outdoor ranges but you have to be a member of that club in order right. to take your guns from there to that you can right. be a member of multiple clubs that makes but sense yeah it's very very regulated yeah and, sure and um yeah and people like we can't have guns on um the university campus in toronto yeah, yeah. like you know there's a lot of uh regulations about guns so yeah. and i'm happy about that and i've sure. never there's never been anything like like these sci-fi things that I did like we were shooting I was just so sick of hearing the like the M16 fire like you know and we were shooting we did something that was like had like some sort of like that like a sort of a mini gun thing and we're in a base like there were like five guys in a basement of a historic home shooting and I could feel the vibration in the in the driveway outside right so it's sort of like I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to do any more guns, uh, uh, you yeah, know, and, and so, but there's never been anything happen. Right. Um, in my purview. So even so. on the days you're shooting, you don't assist with weapons at all, right? They, the, the gun guys do everything. I just say, yeah, right. I turn it over to the gun guys. I, I mean, you know, if they need, um, you know, help bringing the cases in or right. whatever, right. for sure. But they're, we sort of figure out how many, uh, you know, how many guns there are, how many are, are shooting, what, you know, what's the circumstances, right. and there's one Wrangler or two Wranglers, or, sure. you know, obviously. Are you coordinating them, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like, they don't come to production meetings, they don't right. read the scripts, they, right. you know, I organize the whole thing. Right. Um, you know, I do uh, show-and-tells, you know, if it's a big gun show, we'll do a show-and-tell at Charlie's mm-hmm. shop, or Charlie will bring guns right. in um, to, like, the the gun portion of my props meeting and then he'll go away or uh, we also if an actor wants to have training i'll set that up with right. him and they they'll go to his great facility and and are there you a, know. a lot of people doing the armory in toronto or is he the only he's guy? the major guy right. there's another guy who does it as well mm-hmm. and then there used to be a third guy but he sort of gave it up uh, to right. charlie and there was a, a legendary gun wrangler who started out and I just caught the tail end of his career, Frenchie. And uh-huh. he was this lovely man from, from uh, Quebec. Um, and, uh, and, he, and he was sort of the very early, like the 1980s gun right. wrangler and right. stuff. And then Charlie bought, his, when he retired, Charlie sure. bought his collection. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Nice. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, I want to talk to you a little bit about the PMG, the Property Masters Guild. Yeah. And All right. So we we failed to to mention that you are our newest board member. So congratulations. Yes. Thank you so that. much. Yeah. I'm very, uh, yeah, very excited yeah, to be Yeah, we're very that. excited to have some international representation now, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, um, Greg Bilson actually told me about it mm-hmm. when they, they sort of tried to come up to Toronto to sort of like, 
have people get interested in it and then right. that all failed because of covid and sure. whatnot right. um and uh yeah but i was like hey i think this is really super cool and so i applied and mm -hmm. they accepted me and i was like wow and yeah. and i got involved and and um and, you know, part, part of the reason I'm here in Los Angeles this weekend is because there's a Women of the Property Masters Guild event. Yes. And so I'm going to go to that. And, and nice. um, yeah, I think it's a really great, um, it's so great to have the respect of your peers right. and to respect your peers. Mm -hmm. And also, um, it's just so nice to hear somebody who's done you know, once a time in a uh, time in Hollywood right. to say like the same stuff I'm going through, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah. that's the whole thing. You know, we, we've lived in a bubble for so many years as property masters. It's really nice to, to, you know, connect with everybody. Is there an interest in Toronto for the guild? Yeah, or? absolutely. So I'm the regional director yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was the only person in, in Ontario to be a member. And then I, so I, call like I emailed all the people that I thought mm -hmm. should be members and um and now we have there's another uh, two and they're actually women uh, nice. um uh who decided to pay their dues right. and and uh and become part of the the membership so so I know as a regional director I sort of have to step up and and um and sort of I've been emailing them and like let's you know like like you were accepted and let's do this and you know why haven't you paid dues yet and all sure. this sort of stuff and and i just you know but we definitely want to totally get together and, yeah and, i mean yeah. you know and it's embryonic just like it was when we first started too it took us a long time to really yeah get, to get the gears rolling you know so eventually it'll be great you know to be right. able to have events in toronto and, yeah you know and we're building to help that out in the membership committee now too. So like we're we'll assist you guys with that. I mean, so like I think I'm pumped to see what Kurt Brun's doing over yeah. over on Vancouver. the Vancouver side, yeah. and yeah. he's starting a pile list. And then even with you to like expand our international numbers. I mean, everybody out there listening too. It's like we just this is a recent thing. We just started uh, accepting international members. So I yeah. think if that's been your hesitation, now's the time to join up come come hang out yeah. with us yeah. and join us if you're a prop master like we want to we want to know from everybody now yeah and i think that's it's cool especially like canada's so close to us i mean you guys are our yeah. neighbors and there's yep. so much big stuff that shoots there yeah. yeah yeah no absolutely and also you know it's sort of like i didn't feel like this is a treat for me to come here and actually be in los angeles and stuff but i sort of was like this is a perfect opportunity during the strike and and i just had to sort of judge oh, can i afford it i can yeah i can afford it and it's all good and all that sort of stuff and but i felt really super welcome through the zooms yeah. and the and you know being part of committees the imdb committee and the women's committee and yeah you know and now you know all sorts of we all just like have all these great ideas and everybody wants to participate in that. So, yeah. so being removed from Los Angeles is no barrier for participating right. um, because everybody is super welcoming on zoom yeah. and we yeah. all know how to zoom and, and then we get the emails going and Google docs sharing and, yep. and yeah, so uh, would not hesitate to participate even if you're in a different time zone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, and everybody I've talked to out of like producers and actors and things, they're all very enthusiastic nice. about it. So, um, are yeah. you using the PMG moniker on your, yes. for your credit? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not a, cr like, I don't know if I'll 
it'll be on, but it's on my email right. and it's on my resume and, and, and I've written it on my deal memo. Yes. I don't know. It's yes. like subject to, yeah, you know. Yeah, for the screen credit and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I've seen some people have gotten it through. I have yet to. Josh, Josh Roth had at the end of Ahsoka, every single episode has his own type, like, Single uh, card. He's, he's with he's with the de decorator but it's a single flash right. card like only a few after the actors right. that's there with yeah. pmg on the side of it too so like that's incredible to yeah. see yeah 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 no for sure well you know it's sort of like i'll i'll it'll be a good hopefully you know john and frank are listening you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> my producer people it's sort of like let's like let's do this because it's really nothing for to them, them absolutely you know sort of thing and, right. and it's it's good yeah. to, to make uh the pmg more visible yeah 100 percent. yeah and i hope it, i mean like i said internationally i hope it brings it in because like uh us in la we we know we are not the only players in the game and i know it's hollywood but like we are so excited to learn the process about everybody and kind of working together to uplift us as as our craft whether right. it be out in europe or down in puerto rico or in canada you know what i yeah. mean i think we're all going after the same thing yeah yeah absolutely and i you know i know things that you don't know and that you don't know and you know oh, things yeah. i there don't know and go. so it's like if we're all talking yep. then you know it's like you can call up somebody and go how did you just like because i'm really stuck on this thing right. or whatever or do you have can i rent from you yes. you know and and things like that so, or even yeah. if i if or if one of us like do gets like a show like if i get a show that goes and they take me to Toronto, like, right. I'm going to call you and right. say, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. who, what locals are the best? And, and you're going to give me the best list on that you can get, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's like just the resource is going to be yeah. great. Or yeah. where to get anything. Right. <laughs> exactly. Not even to mention that. Yeah. 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 Well, you'd have to have a match. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, and all the crew and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. 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 Very nice. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else, Mary, that you... I don't know. I mean, Mikey. it's just been a wild ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm trying, my body is telling me, whoa, <laughs> what have you been doing for the last 28 years? But, um, <laughs> you know, I just think everybody has to be calm and stay healthy. Like that's the most important thing yeah. is, is also like, you know, we get off obviously on like the running and the, this and the, that and the crisis and stuff, but we just all have to realize we're people yeah. and we need to, you know, stay healthy and, and, uh, and in order to, you know, keep having the wonderful experiences yeah, absolutely. of creativity, I mean, you know, COVID taught me that, Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, shutting down for seven months, I never thought I would be able to not, work yeah. and it was like wow actually this is not bad yeah <laughs> Life, yeah. life's pretty good out there you know yeah. and now here we are yeah you know well hopefully by the time this airs one of the strikes will be over you yeah. know we're, yeah. we're gonna just keep today. saying yeah, yeah. yeah today might be the day yeah, yeah. yeah. mary proppins came to los angeles yeah, that's yeah. right she ended the strike and she ended <laughs> the writer's strike i love it september 22nd <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're dating ourselves here now but yeah so i mean just you know i just have to say to everybody you know uh, it's been a long hard ride and hopefully by the time everybody hears this will the gears will be turning yeah. towards us going back um hopefully before the first of the year but we'll see yeah but all right michael yeah, yeah. and I, I just want to say one more time that uh 
yeah, if you want to be part of us and you're a prop master and you're listening to this, uh, uh, feel free to go over to propertymastersguild.org and um, apply. Come come be yeah. a part of us and come help uplift us. Uh, we're good people, I swear, and we just want the best. Uh, thank you for joining us and coming in today while you're in town. It's Absolutely. so awesome to have you in the studio thank you so much this has been an amazing experience and you guys are fantastic oh, great. So, thank, you. Yeah. thank you so much thank you um if you're not a prop master i mean if you are either way but if you're not a prop master and you're in the los angeles area in early december we are gonna have um a nice big booth at la comic-con we're gonna be showing a couple panels uh we'll have a panel on saturday and a panel on sunday one is an oppenheimer prop crew panel that will be uh have the prop master and the whole prop crew from there talking about their experience working on oppenheimer and then we're gonna have a star wars tv show panel with uh uh, Brad and Josh, and they'll be going through explaining lightsabers, droids, blasters, all that cool stuff. And then they're going to come hang out at the booth with us and and show off some of the props that they've helped create and answer any any of your fans uh, questions that they have. So come and join us. We'll be we'll be at LA Comic Con at the LA Convention Center, December first to the third. Um, Thank you to everybody who is tuning in. Um, this has been another episode of Prop Talk, the official podcast of the Property Masters Guild, brought to you by Real Working and Retired Prop Masters. If this is your first time listening, please make sure you like, subscribe, comment, wherever you're hearing this. Um, if you'd like to know more information about the Property Masters Guild or have any questions for us here at Prop Talk, um, go ahead over to propertymastersguild.org. We're also on Instagram at underscore the PMG and all other social um, media things, so platforms. There we go. So go ahead over there um, and give us a follow. Um, this has been another episode. Until next week. You can sing now if you want. Oh, right. I don't have lyrics. <laughs> Paul Baker. Paul Baker. <laughs> <laughs>